0: This is Top Dogs and Their Humans, and I am Susie Cox. In the 90s, I was Vogue from the hit TV show Gladiators, but these days I'm a presenter, mum of teens, and very proud dog owner. And you know what I've noticed about other dog owners? They love to talk. You'll meet someone walking the dog and they'll tell you their entire life story because they love their dogs so much. So on this podcast, I'm snuggling up to some amazing pooches to find out what makes these canines and their owners tick. I'm going to be asking why their dogs are so important to them and who's really top dog. (laughs) Joining me this episode is Ringo and his owner, Rob Bidolf. Rob is a best-selling and multi-award winning author and illustrator. He's written 10 picture books, which have been nominated for more awards than I can possibly list here, and some of which have been made into cbb's bedtime stories his latest work coincidentally titled dog gone was published in september 2020 when he's not busy writing his own books he's illustrating for incredible writers including michael bond of paddington fame and jeff brown from the flat stanley series and he's also the official world book day illustrator and if that weren't enough rob even managed to set a world record during lockdown for the largest ever online art class when over 45,000 people tuned in to his live event, hashtag Draw With Rob. Surely there's tough competition for Top Dog in the Bidoff household. Hello, Rob Bidoff, and thank you very much for agreeing to be on the Top Dogs and Their Humans podcast today.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. How could I not be here? What a pleasure.
0: I know, and we are going to mention Rob and I actually went, which he reminded me of the other day, to primary school together. We did. Four hundred bazillion years ago and yeah,
1: millions of years ago. Before yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah. And secondary school and secondary and school. And then I the, think same we the same secondary yeah. school,
0: yes. And what yeah. Rob <laughs> kindly added in was that he was in the year below me at school. Yeah.
1: I'm much, so yours, much, much it shows, younger. it
0: does show actually that it, you're
1: well, unfortunately, so it much
0: younger but, hey, than me.
1: <laughs> it really doesn't. But never mind, never mind.
0: So how are you? Oh my goodness, I'm not even going to count the years. It's too many, too many years have gone by. But It's a
1: long time, it's a long time. I'm good, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so busy, you know, through,
0: yeah, through all this lockdown weirdness, what have you been doing apart from taking over the whole literary world
1: by storm? Well, I've mainly been concentrating on taking over the whole literary world by storm. Yes, obviously that was um, your ultimate <laughs> goal. But but apart from that, I've been doing a lot of dog walking. We'll probably talk about that a bit later. 100%. But no, I've been yeah, I've been doing um, I've had a very busy lockdown because um, I've been doing lots of draw along videos for children to keep them entertained while they're stuck at home looking looking for things to do. So um. Yeah, it's been, it's, been a, it's been a busy time for me. Very,
0: actually. very understated there. You did draw, <laughs> hashtag, draw with Rob, which was hashtag. a major yes. hashtag. You were like the equivalent of Joe Wicks, but for drawing, weren't you? Uh, During yeah. the lockdown yeah, period. That, so that Joe Wicks been... was getting kids jumping around. You yep. were getting them creative, occupied, giving the parents. But I think lots of parents got involved as well. I know it we did. did
1: they did they did yeah that was that was one of the surprising things that happened yeah loads of but basically lots of parents they got in touch with me saying they'd been drawing along and they said you know what i hadn't picked up a pen since i was you know at primary school basically because i think there's a thing that happens um when you're a child you sort of you draw with abandon you don't really care what your drawing looks like until you're about 10 years old and then suddenly you become very self-conscious about your drawings and you sort of start to think I'm not. Very, I'm not very good at drawing. You know, so and so in my class is much better than me. And so what happens is you just stop drawing at about ten years old. Apart from you know when you're forced to do it in art lessons, and then you get to adulthood and you haven't drawn for you know ten, fifteen years. And so lots of these, lots of these grown-ups, these parents, were drawing along with me and really re-engaging with their creative side. So um, yeah, it was lovely. It was I, lovely mean, to, I think you just see did that. it so
0: perfectly though. You pitched it. Yeah, exactly. Your, your books are aimed. Your books, your current books that you've done already, are yeah. aimed at three to eight-year-olds. Yeah. So obviously, you yeah, know, the young, okay. my kids are much young, older, oh, much younger, much older than that. However, my son's right. not always been a massive creative. You know, he's very sporty he's yeah. very active, but you know, yeah, you wouldn't me. necessarily <laughs> sit down. <laughs> but you know, my daughter is the same. But she actually, you know, really loves yeah. drawing, creative, and arts and stuff. That's still her thing. Whereas my son's not really into it as much. So during lockdown right. we set sort of schedules just to keep everybody in a bit of a routine and yeah. part of that schedule was to do something that didn't involve a screen other than obviously watching your tutorial. But you yeah. know, other other activities that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And one of them was to do your tutorials. So my son sat and we, I showed you I sent you photos in it. I have to, I'll put yeah, them up did, on my yeah. Instagram. Of we have this sort of little Understairs storage, sort of steps down to our cellar bit, and we can cover it. Yeah. So you can sit in there, and the walls. So we did almost like caveman drawings, of oh, your wow. draw with Rob illustrations. Um, so cool. But they were enormous. I was like, really? Do we need to have them quite that big? <laughs> you know, it's like go big or go home in our family. It's like all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. um yeah, But what really was good. great about that that he sat for like you know at least an hour, which is unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he had his iPad to look at what you were doing. But true and coloured and got really into it, which which was amazing. So that was really fabulous. And I'm sure there are lots of children, you know, in similar situations.
1: It's definitely good. Like you say, you know, doing something away from I know that you do watch a screen to see what I'm doing, but really you're sort of engaging your hands and your brain and that kind of that creative side of your brain as well. And so it is really I mean it's a really good thing for mental health drawing. It really is. You know, when I draw I think I go into a sort of meditative state and it and a sort of a zen zen like state and it's definitely, definitely, um Good for your mental health, particularly at a time when it was so, everything was so uncertain, wasn't it? And everything was up in the air. And as you say, having a bit of routine. So I was, you know, I was doing it at the same time, you know, two days a week, and uh, it was a bit of a routine. And it was just using that different part of your brain that maybe kids do get to use when they're at school, you know, doing their art lessons. And um, yeah, the response was um, the response was amazing. It was incredible. So yeah, it was, a, it was fun.
0: Yeah, it was great, really great. And obviously, you know, you created a whole you know, a huge community of families all engaging and, and doing something together, which I think was important as well, because otherwise, obviously, the parents are trying to do their work, they're trying to you know, entertain the kids, they're trying to do homeschooling, you were like, you know, Joe Wicks became the PE teacher, you became the art teacher, which I yeah, think was great, yeah.
1: it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's good, yeah, it was, I was getting sent lots of pictures of entire families around the kitchen table, you know, mum, dad, children, even grandparents as well sometimes, everyone drawing together, and as you say, I think in this day and age, that doesn't, doesn't really happen very often, does it, that everybody does the same activity together, so yeah, it was lovely, it was lovely. <laughs>
0: So, obviously, yeah. you've only written 10 books. I mean, you know, you've already done anything.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. a bit embarrassing, yeah.
0: actually, even talking to you. I know.
1: But, um, Sorry.
0: Can I just mention a few of them, though? Blown Away. Grr. Yep.
1: Grr, to I yep. say. Grr. Odd
0: Dog Out. Can I also yep. just mention, was nominated for eight awards. Is that right? Yeah.
1: And like even better yep.
0: than that, Tom Hardy oh,
1: yeah.
0: read it out for you on CBBS. So, yep.
1: that, that's, that, that was quite... I think there was like. a lot
0: of mums watching was. Was, on was repeat unbelievable. that I tell you what that was Google. a
1: weird it was quite a strange experience when that happened because I found myself kind of copied into all these kind of Twitter and Instagram threads from all these huge Tom Hardy fans and yes. I just happened to be copied in and it was you know let's just say it was quite eye-opening yeah poor old Tom oh my god I
0: know it is mad what goes on <laughs> isn't it so
1: but he did read it very well I have to say he did a very very good job it was um yeah, my w- my wife wasn't very happy because I didn't get to go to the. Re- well, I know about it's, the recording.
0: That would have. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, I would. I'm with her gee, on that one. Yeah. And then we've got sunk, Kevin, Happy Hatch Day, yep. Give Peas a yep. Chance, Wide Awake, They're dinosaur ones. Those last three. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yep, then you have got right. Wide Awake, Show and Tell, and then your most current one. Dog yeah. Gone, which is Go. perfect timing and link to our Top Dogs and the Humans Podcast, obviously. It's almost
1: like we did it on purpose. We actually
0: collaborated not. I know.
1: Yeah, in, yeah.
0: By our yeah. minds. Um yes. so yes, yeah, so that's amazing. So I have really enjoyed all your posts that have gone out on your socials about all the different dog characters. Um but what before we get to that book, what I'd like to talk about is your dog. Can we introduce oh Ringo? Yeah.
1: You can, yeah. Ringo. So Ringo, tell us the,
0: about Ringo.
1: Okay, well Ringo, he's a, he's a working cocker spaniel, black and white, very handsome. He's sitting right next to me right oh, now, he's asleep behind me. Please. Right now. He has he has kind of beds all over the all over the house. Yeah. And I, I work in a little one of these sort of posh scandy studio things at the end of my garden and he's this is where you would usually find him. When I'm working, he's asleep behind me. It's a shed, I'm, really. Don't
0: call it a posh scandi, it's a no, shed.
1: It's not a shed, Susie. <laughs> it's a studio. A studio. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's a studio. A studio. Um, yeah, he's a working Cocker Spaniel. He's about, uh, let's see, he's, I think he's about 18 months old now. So he's still oh, a youngster. Like and I love him so much. I love him more than I love my children. <gasps> um, my wife might be listening to this, so, so I'm not going to say no. I love him more than I love no, my wife. No, do not. Um, but, but I, <laughs> and I don't really love him more no. than my children. I love them the same. You do. The same amount, no, okay. I do, I do. Okay, um, he is, uh, he is. I just, he's just. Oh, he's heaven. So, I have nothing. dogs
0: always been part of your life, or is this a new thing?
1: No, they have really. I grew up with, grew up with dogs. You know, when we were, I, when we were kids, we had, we had two dogs throughout. Back our home, in Potter's and and Bar. Back in Potter's Bar. You have
0: to say it like yeah, that. It doesn't bar. work. Potters it's hard. To, yeah, you have, you have to say I know. Potter's you know Bar. What? You just drop the t. Like, it's really weird,
1: isn't it? Because as we've got older, we've obviously lost our kind of like uh, slightly Cockney accent. I never had one had when we were growing up. I never. Oh, had... You didn't? No, no, I didn't. You. you never had one. Never. But I can't no. say Potter's Bar. You're no, right. It's you can't. It pot, say Potter's. Bar. It's Potter's Bar. Potter's Bar.
0: Don't
1: know why. No idea. I don't know why. But yeah, I grew up. Yeah, so I had two. I had Tammy, who was a. um uh, what i don't even know what she was across but she was a yeah. cross of some sort you know one of those ones um and we had her till i was about i don't know eight or nine and then we had sasha who was an alsatian labrador wow, a big across. dog cross what's that a lab, lapsation they lapsation oh my god she wasn't actually man. she was actually yeah i don't know Al-Bador. she wasn't that big she was <laughs> an albrador that's good that <laughs> sounds better yeah she was quite a small dog but without she was like a kind of small labrador with alsatian coloring but she was she was a love they were both lovely dogs really really smart and um yeah so i have, i've always had dogs in my childhood but this is my first adult oh
0: dog, really oh, wow. I'm, yeah so what, I, we, what, we, what we, instigated that is that just because you've been well, working at home or
1: yeah kind of my wife's a journalist and so she she works at home as well we have it's it's um one or the other of us has always worked in town up until about about two or three years ago, when we both started working at home, and um, and I, I, mean, I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about people who do have dogs who don't work at home, but I don't think I would be able to to do to do it. I don't think. I mean, it's maybe it's just because I'm too soppy with Ringo. But no, but I I'm, think
0: it's a I, long it's, day. Can... You either have to have yes. someone come in and take yeah, them out for a walk, or look that's after true, them, yeah. or
1: yeah yeah, to yeah. I, d- I guess I, I i don't think i, I t- thought that that hadn't really clicked that side of things but yeah you're totally right but i think it was do you know what i honestly think think the reason that we got the dog when we got the dog is because our children started to grow grow up <laughs> needed and we someone needed, we to needed someone to look us. after that is true that's that is very true yeah so when the the youngest sort of hit 10 or 11 we thought right time to get a dog somebody who needs us, really yeah.
0: Someone who'll actually and appreciate all the stuff we do. Yeah. 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 yeah, no, I'm with you, I'm totally with you.
1: Yeah, but we thought, we thought about it, we'd been thinking about it for a few years actually, and we did a heck of a lot of research, um, to the point where, oh, get, get the, guess where we got the dog from? Guess where the breeders were? Potter's Bar. Potter's Bar. Oh
0: my God, that's amazing. So
1: literally a hundred yards from where I grew up, we, uh, my wife found the breeders, and um, we went-, to be. We went sign. Meant to be, sign. But we went to see them a couple of years ago, and um we met they had they had this cocker called Bella, who was lovely. you know when you just meet the yeah. dog and you just connect with the dog and so we said we when she has her next litter we'd like we'd like one of the puppies, and it took a year it took a year before she had a litter Aww. so we we waited we sort of waited for the 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 waited for and why her, that particular breed
0: pup. what was what was
1: Okay. well we we 'd thought for a long time this is this um, i can 't quite believe that we were going to do this now when I think back, but we because my book i the book that Tom Hardy read it was called odd dog out and yeah. that was, that was entirely populated by daxons so sausage sausage dogs, and so for a long time I think it was the kids really they really wanted a sausage dog, and a friend of ours had uh, got a sausage dog a few years ago called Sa- sally sausage and Obviously. um and she was very, she was very cute um, and so we and so I think it just kind of fell we just fell into that line of thinking we're going to get a sausage dog um, and then I can't remember what happened I think both Ali my wife and I we sort of said I'm not sure I, I'm not sure I want a small dog I think I'd like you know some, some a dog that we can take running and throw yeah, balls yeah, yeah, for yeah. and that kind of thing yeah. and, um, and, and it just we just both said spaniel but so I think houses. that's what you like do, span. you go
0: around the houses. Yep. So we did a similar thing. We had friends who had, you know, I'd always had gun dogs uh, in a previous life. And so I had my husband when he was growing up. Um, and so, you know, he, had, he used to sort of big dogs. And then suddenly friends came around with a Jack Russell and we were like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. This dog is just funny because they think they're big dogs, but actually they're small. Yeah. And where we'd moved to yeah, had yeah. a little dog flap already. And so we needed a smallish ah. dog. Um, yeah. So we ended up getting looking at all the dogs around the houses, you know, literally vizzlers, everything. You know, and then coming yeah, back yeah, to yeah. the Jack Russell thing, uh, yeah. so we had our first Jack Russell for like nearly eighteen years, and then we wow. overlapped her with a Lurcher, Saluki Lurcher, Greyhound rescue, who's enormous, oh, right. but really wow. chilled and laid back, just literally will lie on the sofa all day, and then occasionally spring wow. around, and then we've One just recently got another crazy little Jack Russell with a hint of Chihuahua. Because the kids oh, wanted... Wow. They'd never had a puppy around because the, yeah, the big yeah, dog, yeah. Yogi, was a, a rescue and he was like one and a half yeah. when we got him and he's enormous. Yeah, so he's not right. really puppy. puppy. Um, and so we got little Miss Ziggy Stardust. Oh, uh, yes, Ziggy Stardust. I know. Well, she was called Dolly because she was a rescue. She was actually called Dolly when we first got right. her. Nothing oh, against no. the name Dolly for dogs, but it's no. just not for us.
1: Not, not for you. Not
0: no. for me. So right. uh, we had to just name her something that sounded similar, but obviously then we hadn't thought through really the whole Ziggy yeah. Yogi shouting. They would both sound very similar.
1: Oh yeah. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but, it's good. To, it's good to name dogs after um after musicians. So yeah, I we think we go so. Well, exactly. Ziggy. So that Have obviously
0: is your yeah. um name for yeah. for your dog, and yeah. that's obviously yeah. from your massive love of the Beatles. I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I'm a bit of a Beatles. And why Ringo smart. specifically? I
0: mean, why not? With Ringo well, was
1: just, well, actually, there's John a story. John, not quite seen yeah, for John, dog John, John. dog. No, we actually, when uh, in in that time between the time that we would met Ringo's mum Bella and the time that we got him, I was um, we went on a I was, I go on book tours all over the country. And whenever I whenever I can, I take the kids and Ali with me. And we were down on the Jurassic Coast. We were doing some events down in Dorset somewhere. And um, one of the, the uh, I think Harper Collins had booked me into um, and booked us into an Airbnb on one of the stopovers on the on the nights of this tour. And the uh, the owners had a. Uh, had a spaniel called Ringo and it was another it was another one of those incidents where we met this dog and this was such a lovely dog you know we were only there for one evening and um and the dog had a huge impact on all of us and and so then we went away and did the tour and all that kind of stuff and you know months went by before we got our Ringo and we were umming and ahhing about names and there was nobody could agree on anything you know the kids wanted one thing the other children wanted something else it just we just came back to Ringo, and I was oh. very happy because of, of my, my Beatles, yeah. my love of the Beatles, and um, yeah, Ringo just seems like a good good name for a dog. And we have act- on our little dog walk there's there is another Ringo actually. And oh my quite goodness! A few, quite a few, quite a few Ringos. It's started a trend there, now. Actually. So we we thought well, we didn't think we were being original because we nicked the name in the first. Well, place. Well, obviously but, you know. got, yeah. but
0: I actually did the opposite. That I actually named my child after a dog. Really? Yes so uh, friends in New Zealand had a dog called Flynn oh, and man, I thought just cool that was such a, cool yeah, uh, such a cool name and I, we'd had our daughter and I had no idea what was on call our second baby if it was a boy yeah. had girls names yeah. didn't have boys names really and so, uh, so he was such a gorgeous dog and I loved that name I actually we actually rang them and said look we're going to call our child Flynn after Flynn so the dog cool. so yeah so that's how much I love dogs really? I name my children after them <gasps> Let's talk about Dog Gone and all the dogs' names that are in that. Because there's and and I know some of them are people you know's dogs.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of them and some of them are my old dogs, my childhood dogs, Tammy and uh, Sasha. They're in there too, and there are lots of lots of friends, lots of our friends' dogs that we know. And we can know we talk lot.
0: about toothpaste?
1: Oh, toothpaste. So toothpaste is my my brother's dog. <laughs> uh, uh, I want to so know why this, it's called. T- <laughs> Okay, toothpaste. I'll tell you what. I have never right, heard so, a dog called Toothpaste. No, no, nobody has, Susie. nobody. funny has. enough. It's frankly ridiculous. <laughs> the reason is, so Toothpaste, she, she, Toothpaste is a girl's name. I'm Hi. sure I didn't need to tell you obviously, that, but just in case. Obviously. Um, uh, she uh, is a little border terrier and um, she is about, I think she's about five or six now. And uh, when, when they got her, they have a daughter called Martha. And Martha, I think, was two or three at the time that they got her. And they said she was mad. She was the one, she was the reason they got the dog. She, was, she doesn't have any siblings. Yeah. She was desperate for a dog. And um, they said, right, we'll call the dog whatever you want. Whatever you say, that is what we're going to call the dog. Oh my and I think they've been regretting that sentence ever since. Well, it could have been worse. She was adamant. Could have been worse. Could have be been worse. It could have been Poo. worse, but it is embarrassing. I mean, we oh. look after the we look after toothpaste r- regularly, and um, it is you're talking about shouting names in the park. Oh my God! Can you imagine how embarrassing that is? Toothpaste, toothpaste, come! On. Uh, we call her Toops. We call her Toops. But um, yeah.
0: So, in your house with Ringo, are you a rule maker or a rule breaker? Is is there a top yeah. dog, and who is it?
1: In the house. Yes. Well, the top top dog is obviously Ringo. I mean, R- Ringo. Everything everything revolves around uh, Ringo. He is like number one presence in our house. Whatever he wants, he kind of gets. As I said, he's got kind of beds dotted all throughout obviously. the
0: house. Obviously, why wouldn't he? Um,
1: I ever and my wife is is better than me at being. St- Strict. He's got quite a sensitive tummy, okay, so we kind of have to, he's kind of, um, you know, his diet, we're kind of quite careful with his diet, well, we usually are quite careful with his diet. Yeah. You know, Spaniels, are, they're terrible with food, it's They, you eating. know, anything, yeah. they hear, if they hear something fall on the floor from another room, they are in there within a second, you know, it doesn't matter what it is on the floor, it's in their mouth, you know. Um, and I, and he's very, you know, he'll just sit there looking at me while we're eating dinner and I am, you know, I'll slip him something. Soft touch. Yeah, I'm the and... soft touch. I'm the soft touch, but um, we have a cat as well, actually. Um, and speak, what? speaking a of speaking, yeah, I know. <gasps> sorry, sorry, Monday. heresy. What? Um, it's, but speaking of embarrassing names, a cat is got the worst. Well, no, I don't think it's as bad as toothpaste. No, it's not as bad, but the cat is called Catface. Cat but that's because face. that's because it was one of those cat. It just turned up in the garden one day. Oh, you know. Okay. we didn't buy it, and we were like, "Oh, Catface is back again now." It's that just cat, stop. I
0: mean. Catface. Yeah,
1: but oh, she, she is. <laughs> I mean. If if a cat can be top dog, then I would say she is of top dog because you know she has weapons, you know she has the claws, and so um, Ringo is very keen on being friends with her, but she's not so much from her point of view. Oh, so she kind okay. of she kind of does rule the roost, but the, but Ringo. I mean, my wife is a soft touch too, because again, I was away on a book tour. We were crate training at the beginning, we did the whole crate training thing for the first year, as many people advise you should do, and we were pretty good at that, and he was pretty good at it. You know, he didn't mind going in the crate at night, and it it was fine. And um, and then I went went away. Actually, it was probably about nine or ten months at this point. I went away again on a book tour without my wife this time. And uh, when I got back, sort of three or four days later, he was in our bedroom, Oh. and he was on—he was, you know, he was on like, the bed.
0: Uh, you'll be sleeping downstairs in that crate yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm exactly. now in the bed.
1: Exactly. He's
0: <laughs> <laughs> giving you exactly.
1: that look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he does. He sleeps in our room now. You know, he gets up on the bed in the mornings, You know. <laughs>
0: All gone no, out when you know, so rule breaker i think is i'm noting down rule breaker rob time, so. rule breaker okay yeah. so let's go back to your books um so obviously okay. at school let's go way back to school okay. we talked about school yep. obviously so school yep. obviously art was a big part of your
1: yeah world yeah it was yeah i was the kid i was that kid at school who you know drew all the posters for the drama productions that kind of thing i did you see know, some when...
0: photos of you with long hair as well oh yeah that whole that 90s was... of long hair yeah, phase cool. as well
1: yeah I, you know i was i decided when i decided i was going to go off to art college you know someone said you have to grow your hair long it's the rules so you know that's what <laughs> I, that's what i did grew my hair long long curly dark hair remember the days when i had dark Dark hair. me too
0: me oh, too me too happy happy days, i just dye mine i'm
1: lucky <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've kind of, it's a bit difficult for. Yeah,
0: but it's not so good, now. is it? It's not yeah, so
1: good. Yeah, not so good. But yeah, I did. Yeah, I grew my hair long. Off, I went to art college after. Yeah, being, I think it was something that I was kind of always going to do, really, because uh, you know everyone used to make such a fuss of me, me and drawing at school. You know, I've kind of, I if I hadn't gone off to art college, I think there would have been a bit of uproar amongst my teachers. So that's what I did. I kind of went off to art college, and I um, I think I initially I wanted to be you know i wanted to be a painter i wanted to be an artist i wanted to be you know van gogh or something you know aim high and then aim high exactly um and then i sort of, then sort of reality reality bit and i realized you know at some point it might be nice to earn some money mm-hmm. and so i so when i went um so what you do when you go to art college you do a year a foundation year where you sort of try out all the different kind of facets of art and then you in your field your degree you specialize and I decided to specialize in graphic design oh, nice. um, because because you know there's more jobs in graphic design basically so that's what I did three years of graphic design and then um straight out of art college I got a job working for um uh, a magazine called just 17 do you remember just oh 17?
0: I do I do yeah, I was probably way over 17 by then but well
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what were you doing
0: yeah, on that but... then what was that
1: I was, uh, yeah, I well, a friend of mine who was in the year above me at uni got a job working on Smash Hits magazine, and then but he was obviously a year ahead of me, so he was your age, my basically. age, okay. Very I'm, I'm sorry to keep, keep it's on all right. bringing that up. It's all right. um, <laughs> uh, and uh, so he'd been working for a year on Smash Hits, and then he switched and got a job on Just Seventeen, designing, you know, doing the art direction, so designing the pages, you know. Uh, to coming up with the ideas for the photo shoots, doing any little kind of mini illustrations okay. in the You weren't doing like the you know, the,
0: the storyboard ones, you know, when they're like photos of the well, teenagers.
1: Actually what? funny you should Why say you? that because because I started when I started, I was a junior designer, so I was kind of right down the, you know, the low end of the art table. And they, yeah, I did. They got me to do a few of those little photo stories, model in those photo <laughs> stories, because obviously they just wanted to save money. And I, I guess I was about the right... I still looked just about young enough back then. Really? So, yeah, I remember one, I had to do this awful one. It was, uh, I think the feature was about public public displays of affection. Oh my so God. So me, and I think it was the the sister of... um. Uh, somebody who worked on the beauty desk. The younger sister. Me and me and her had to disappear off with a photographer into Trafalgar Square and sort of around Leicester Square. Change on a and date. Sort of a, mm. Yeah, pretend we're on a date and sort of pretend to like snog in the middle. of It was oh the most honestly it was mortifying, oh, so embarrassing. And then even more mortifying when it came out in the magazine because all my mates saw it and you know it, everywhere I went there was pit, you know they. So
0: they, if you got, got that on your CV, obviously you know model. I,
1: I haven't actually
0: oh, I haven't I forgot, I, I forgot to
1: include that bit
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you've also but worked yeah. for lots of more grown-up things obviously like the Observer yeah. magazine and NME
1: yeah I well when you get into you know when like with lots of lots of careers you know once you're sort of on the conveyor belt you sort of move through the sort of the, 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 move up through the gears and so I went from being the junior designer to being the art director of Just 17 and three or four years. And then I started moving magazines. So I worked for a magazine called Sky Magazine, which was a unisex kind of style mm-hmm. mag. And then I worked for the NME, um, which was really good fun. That was just like being back at uni, you know, it was gigs you could go to. And, that. and I, was, I was into that kind of music at the time. Did you still have your and long hair I, at
0: this point or had that been cut? I didn't. know the no. long hair, okay. disappeared. When, you got I, real when I left art college.
1: World. Yeah, exactly, grown up. Um, and then eventually, yeah, I ended up at The Observer, because I'd always read The Guardian and The Observer, so it was a, you know, a dream job for me, and I wow. I was about, I was, I was in my early 30s by this point, so it was kind of time to kind of get a grown-up job, and um, yeah, and I was there for, I was there for about nine or ten years, and it was while I was there that I started thinking about maybe having a go at um, writing. I was going to say,
0: obviously, you know, the the drawing side of your, I suppose, studying and sort of... I don't know excitement. I suppose through life. Yeah. How did the writing yeah. bit come along? I know obviously they're aimed at age three to eight year olds, which obviously yeah. you know isn't yeah. highbrow yeah. literature at this age group. Well,
1: you say. That. I know. You I'm sorry. That. I
0: don't want to offend you,
1: <laughs> but
0: um, no. picture books with um, writing yeah. is is obviously very yeah. key for that age group. So yeah, yeah. where? Do, okay, let's start. Where where does? So you've written. I'm just going to throw it out there. Oh, so far yeah. 10 books that are out yeah. now with Yeah, that's right. We'll talk about the new bit uh, yeah. a bit later. We'll talk about
1: the new bit in a minute, yeah. So
0: back in t- 2014 I've seen that your first book came out. So how did it all come about? How did it
1: Well, I'd done I done little bits of writing here and there like when I was on Just Seventeen for example, me and there was only two, I think there was th- maybe three Three boys who worked for the magazine, so they got two of us to do. Uh, the, we wrote the letters page, not the problems page. I hate right, that. Right, page. So you know the the page where the readers would write in and ask for you know posters of Peter Andre or you know take that or whatever. We would or write gladiators,
0: sort of, for example. Or gladiators, or gladiators maybe yeah. Some, yeah. Of
1: gladi- yeah, some of the glad. Yes, some Come on. of some of the popular gladiators. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: not me. The um, popular ones. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm um, uh, And yeah, so we would write for sort of funny comedy answers to these letters, and we got a bit of a following through through that. Actually, it was really good fun, and I really enjoyed that. And so, and i had done a few other little bits, dipped my sort of dipped my hand into the writing kind of pool a few times in my career, but. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just it was when it was when my children were. Young, I was going to say, we, was it
0: around the time you got children? Yeah. Because before then, they're not really children's books aren't really on your radar, are you? If you haven't got they're young not, children, I don't think personally. Really.
1: But I, I did a bit. I did a I did a bit of children's book illustration when I was back at uni, but not not that much. But yeah, when I, when I, when we started buying uh, picture books to read to the kids at bedtime, that's when I sort of started to re-engage with that medium. And I just thought, Do you know what, this is a really. Looks like a really nice thing to do. You did know, you think I can you know, do better? I, uh, you know what, I, I, I actually did. I actually did like some of the, some, some of the books that my kids read, they just weren't very good at all. And I said, I'm sure I can do. I'm sure I can do better.
0: But they become iconic. I think cause it, like my kids, like I said, are 12 and nearly 15. But I still remember yeah. probably about four of the books that you read yeah. that became obviously yeah, the yeah. Gruffalo and all the they all did. the big ones. Yeah.
1: Well, the big ones like the Gruffalo and the Hungry Caterpillar those kind of yeah, ones Yeah, but there was also know, the, the Beaver then... and
0: the Echo. I mean, literally oh, loved yeah, that yeah. book. So yeah.
1: good. But the, the reason you think... that you remember these ones is cuz they are the good ones. There is a lot of bad okay. one, yeah. bad ones as well. And it, it was I you know, I, I just thought I think I can I think I can do this. And I was a bit I was a bit self-conscious about the writing. I was very confident in terms of the drawing. Sure. I thought I can definitely do that part, but the writing I was I didn't feel very confident. With that you know you bear in mind at this point, I was working on The Observer and the Guardian and you know with some of the you know I was laying out the pages and reading these features that were written by some of the best writers in the world so Amazing. you know for me to sort of, me to call myself a writer sort of while I 'm reading all this stuff it just felt wrong, so what I decided to do was write in rhyme and sort of hide behind the rhyme in a way so it became writing the story in rhyme became more like a problem solving than actually r- straightforward writing if that makes any sense but I think for and, um, kids
0: especially that is almost like in song that's how they remember yeah, you know it's a really really it's great exactly way that. to learn as well
1: yeah it is yeah when I read my stories uh, when I'm at a festival I'm on stage reading my stories you know I can see the kids mouthing along the words and that's purely exactly as you say it's just like a song yeah. you know they they learn the lyrics um but but it is it's actually unbelievably hard I was gonna say, to, to hard write to... a children's book in writing with words fact, that actually make
0: sense rather it's than just really made hard.
1: it's re- yeah it's really hard to write a children's book picture book especially full stop because you have such such you don't have much space you only have like 26 pages to tell the whole story and you can't that you know things like the type has to be printed really big so you really don't have many words so you have to be unbelievably efficient with your writing and yeah people think it's easy
0: it's not I wasn't it's not easy it's not because it's 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 almost almost more difficult because you've got to actually aim at that specific age group specific style i
1: found writing for slightly older children much much easier than writing picture book age um but i yeah i I had a go i wrote the first that first story and um you know i read i didn't i didn't know anything about um book publishing at all so i you know i'd read you have to get an agent and I'd also read it 's very hard to get a literary agent to represent you It's very you know the picture children 's book world is unbelievably competitive but i I found an agent straight away, and so I wow. thought this is going to be this is going to be a doddle i 'm going to be published within six months unfortunately that's not how it played out you know it took me i think four or five years to get published and this was me with me you know i was already established yeah i was this, i was an art director from the observer i had an agent straight away i got in the room with all the big publishers you know penguin random house all of them and they all really liked my stories but for some reason i just could not get a book over the line for four or five years and what actually happened in the end was i changed my agent right and my new agent my new agent suggested doing a um Drawing a, like a portfolio of children's book staples to take in alongside the stories that I'd written. Right. Okay. And um, and one of the one of those drawings, I just drew a little family of penguins. I just sort of did a page full of yeah, animals, yeah. you know. Drew a little pa- family of penguins, and two or three of the publishers that I'd been having these meetings with, they saw these penguins and they said, "Can you come up with a story for them?" Ah. So I wrote. So I just wrote this story. I had another story about some children who were out flying a kite on a very windy day, and they get blown away by the, in, you know, in the in the in the wind with their kite and I thought right I'll just substitute the children for penguins much better, much, at, better. much better I might do that with my, my own just, children I mean that's a I think you right, know it's much easier to kind of marshal a squadron yep. of penguins yep. than it is children <laughs> um and I just changed did that and I wrote the story really quickly and we took it back in and the next day there were offers coming in from everybody that's Basically, incredible everyone wanted the book
0: okay so we've got dog gone which I'm very excited to get my copy of yes you've been doing all your launches obviously but Virtually, no, normally, like you virtually. talked about, you'd be going to all these fantastic yeah. book fests and yeah. meeting all the lovely people who love your books. Yeah, and yeah. that's but not happening, which is a bit weird. No.
1: It's very strange. Yeah, yeah. Usually at this time, I'm out, I'm touring, I'm at schools, you know, festivals. Edinburgh, there was Edinburgh Festival a few weeks back. Yeah, and it feels very weird to not be doing that. But yeah, as you say, we're doing lots of um, lots of virtual, uh, virtual um, versions of the festival. So lots of kind of Zoom zoom presentations and zoom even there was a zoom signing like i had to set up two cameras one pointing down at the book so people could see me doing the signing you know because i always put nice pictures and stuff in the books and then one on one sort of on on my face so it's it's, you know all these things like you know they take a bit of getting used to but you know where there's a will there's a way
0: but i think you know when talking about that type of work you know now you could be anywhere in the world and do a book signing you don't have to physically go I mean, as nice as that would be, not necessarily at the moment, but in the future, when everything's a bit more, if ever, back to normal, um, you know that's the nice thing that people are now used to this sort of virtual online, like we're we're doing now. We're recording, you know, we're not in the same place. We're recording remotely. The weird thing is I can't see you, which I, I know, really, I really strange, miss seeing people in real life. I'm yeah. saying because I'm a people yeah. person. I like being yeah. in front of people. So I, I personally really miss that interaction and banter face to face with people
1: yeah, yeah. Um, it's not the same it's not,
0: it's not the same. same but obviously at least we are adapting and, and finding different ways yes. to do stuff which is good talking of which as well you also have a guinness world record uh, let's just put I that do. out there
1: people say what do you do with your lockdown oh you know just broke the guinness world record for the world's largest art class vessel,
0: which is amazing
1: <laughs> yeah it was good fun it was really good fun it was um it was all done it was a charity thing um i was approached by this um this group called Art World Records, which I think was made up of lots of kind of entrepreneurs and, um, you know, business, you know, business people who yes. kind of had all these links to, you know, business people. God, I sound like one of my readers, don't I? <laughs> I, sound, I a businessman. A businessman um, <laughs> business and yes. business. With ladies. a grown-up
0: job, not like us. Grown-up,
1: not like, <laughs> not like us. Um, and uh, yeah, they just asked me to front up this world record attempt, and you know, in the process, we were. Um, raising money for covid related charities yeah. the nhs and that kind of thing and it was really it was really fun it was a real steep learning curve for me because um you know all the technical side of things how to kind of broadcast live on youtube to and as many done. people as possible was um it was you know it sounds straightforward when i just say the sentence like that but it was unbelievably complicated i had so many meetings with big head cheeses at you know youtube and that kind of thing to try and get it to work and of course because we were in lockdown there was nobody who could come here and make sure i had all the tech right it was all down to me so the pressure was it was terrifying i remember sitting there on the day of the um, event like 10 minutes before we were meant to go live and i sort of had my phone set up on one of those kind of arms that so that the phone could point down at the piece of paper and i was looking at the screen and at the the waiting room they have these kind of virtual waiting rooms and it tells you how many people are waiting to watch and I know we needed 16,000 I think to break the world record and with about 10 minutes to go there was like 2,000 people (gasps) in there and I was thinking oh Oh my god this is going to be the most public kind of humiliation ever when I'm just basically not as popular as I thought I was and then literally in about five minutes the five minutes beforehand it just the numbers just started rocketing and it went right up to I think about 50,000 something like that and then of course the opposite kind of kicks in and I just I'm a, you know I'm an Arsenal season ticket holder and I just pictured the stadium pictured the yes. Emirates stadium full of these people all waiting to Literally, watch me draw the picture of a blue whale you, you. Know. oh my god and so it's quite it well was I suppose at least when you've been doing
0: your Draw or Rob tutorials you're not actually you don't know how many people are you know, at the time you're, it's a similar thing you just have to think of it like that don't you just yeah, I'm just exactly, doing a tutorial. Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing. I just had to.
1: I had to talk for m- much longer because we needed to keep, in order to break the record, we had to keep people. Uh, on oh, for a, uh, a certain time for, oh, for like okay. forty minutes or oh, something. Wow. So it's like a lot of talking. My voice started to go halfway through.
0: Elaborate drawings going on. Yes. So let's talk about new book deal yes. that was launched. Our new
1: book deal. Actually. Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: new book deal. We've talked about Dog gone and that's great, and that's yeah. brilliant, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. If you love dogs, even if you haven't got a child between the age of three and eight. Go and buy the
1: book. This. Um, yes, and then to so a new book deal. Tell us about it. So yeah, so I um, it was actually a while ago that I wrote the book. It was, a, it was about eighteen months ago. I, I had a, a slight, I had a small window in my schedule because weird thing with the book publishing world is like you have your my I, I mean I know what I'm doing up until 2024 pretty much every month. Oh. of you, ha- you have to plan it out in advance sure. because because that's how it works. You know everything has to be printed and distributed and all that kind of stuff. But for some reason I think I wrote I think I finished one book much quicker than I thought I would so I had a two or three month window and I thought right I've been thinking about it for a while but I wanted to have a go at writing a slightly older book you know so like a chapter book you know Harry Potter age kind of thing for, for, for kids who are sort of you know eight to twelve that sort of age but you know what I said earlier you know I write in rhyme for the really little kids because it's kind of I don't feel like I'm a writer so this doing a chapter book I couldn't write you know 45,000 words in rhyme so it's like a proper kind of prose book and um, and I just thought, do you know what, I don't know if I can do it, but if you don't try, you never know. Do you? Well, that is a very so good I just, attitude. I like that. Yeah, exactly. So I just had a go. I just did it. I didn't. I wasn't commissioned. I didn't have a deal really? or anything, and I didn't even tell my agent at the beginning. I just thought I'm going to write it and see what happens. And I and I did. I wrote it. I was quite. I'm quite a methodical person, so I literally broke it down chapter by chapter, and I, and I kind of went through it like that, and it worked really well. And I managed to write, you know, fifty thousand words in two months. And I sent it off to my agent, who um, said, actually, it's really good. I think we like it. Brilliant. And then she sent it out to publishers, and um, they just went mad for it. It was crazy. There was well, it's great. Obviously, you're already
0: established, but in a different yeah. age group market. So, well, I,
1: I think I think that helps. But yeah, there was an auction, and um, like six or seven publishers were all bidding Bidding, for it. look at you. Bidding, I know. Bidding on I know. you. I, it was amazing. So when it you write, amazing. I
0: want to know, because yeah. this is yeah. how my brain works, which is obviously a bit weird um when you're <laughs> when you're thinking of your stories and your chapters yeah as a visual yeah. person because i see you as more of a visual person yeah. to start with yeah. do you think yeah. do you see it as a visual and a picture each part of the story or is it a combination or no I, I i
1: i certainly um i certainly picture the characters in fact I do more than that I draw the characters quite early on quite early on in the process I drew pictures of the characters so I knew roughly what they looked like it's like and a storybook that's how I imagine yeah, it yeah a little bit it is a bit like that in 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 your head you know um and it is going to be illustrated this book I mean it's you know not quite as heavily as a sure. picture book is but there'll be you know little illustrations per chapter but I certainly do think of it I thought a I don't know if it, it's, it's almost like a film in your head. You're sort of playing the scenes out yeah. in your head as if you're watching watching a film, yeah. and just trying to and trying to be as true to that vision in your head on the page as you can. And, um,
0: and tell us what it's yeah. called. I I so it's called.
1: So it's actually it's going to be a trilogy of books, and the the lead character is a twelve year old girl called Peanut Jones, uh, and the first book is called Peanut Jones in the Illustrated City, and it's um yeah it's a story it's all about it's sort of about um. Broadly speaking, it's sort of about that whole cre- kind of creativity versus science thing that you get mm-hmm. at schools. Yeah, basically the schools don't really, they don't see art and the creative kind of subjects as a serious kind of career mm-hmm. option. Quite often, I think. And so it's kind of it's sort of it's that's broadly speaking the theme. But it's basically it's about a girl who um who there's a there's a missing dad, so there's a little bit of intrigue and in that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But she finds this magical pencil that she finds. Whatever she can draw with this pencil, it turns. It's real. So if she draws an apple, she can pick it up and she can eat this apple. And one I day love that. Draws... I need
0: one of those.
1: Yeah, it sounds very cool, doesn't it? But one day she draws a door and she opens the door and she walks through the door and she goes into this illustrated world where everything is kind of drawn and illustrated. So it's a little bit kind of Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe-y. I really. love it. And um and there's lots of adventure and intrigue and other characters and it's uh yeah, it's really it's really fun. I'm really, really proud of it. Oh, so I mean, you should but, be. Um, well, I'm very so, yeah, proud I'm for really you. Cl- I'm really excited to see what people think because as I said you know we did we signed this deal over a year ago so it's taken oh this my long god you've announce had to keep it. It's, secret for that secret. long I have oh my god yeah, I'd be terrible I would have at. three I have three <laughs> big secrets and this was one of them I'm not allowed to tell you the other two how's that for? oh my god
0: pretty, we're gonna have either. to get you back on to <laughs> announce it on the podcast <laughs> maybe long. I'll tell
1: you off air maybe oh, I'll tell okay. you off. um but yeah so it's really nice for people to know about this and the fact that it's happening it's not coming out for another year still but um yeah it's uh yeah it's exciting okay really,
0: one last question and then we get to talk about your charity chosen charity which is amazing so the question I'm going to ask every guest is if you were a dog what dog would you be and why I haven't given you any time to think about it
1: on you the haven't, spot, have you? no. Oh my gosh, that is a. We good have these question. conversations
0: quite often in our house about Do various you, things like that. If you were a dog, or if you were to, I don't know, have different parents, yeah. <laughs> who would they be? Or if yeah. you had to go to oh, live right. with someone else, who would
1: they be? Oh, right. That's it. Yeah, I can sort of see as a thought. Good theme. questions. Um, good. Right. Okay. Let's have a think. I think I would be. I think I'd be quite a quiet. Kind of dog. Maybe something quite kind of noble, like a lurcher or maybe, oh, yeah. a, could be maybe a greyhound. Well
0: he's a greyhound like, lurcher, there we
1: are. Oh there we he go. He is very aloof, shall we say. Quite they're sort, sort of, of aloof and quite well, I just think they're very kind of noble kind of Well they look aloof kind of. but they're actually
0: just sort of just mind their own yeah. business. Yeah, they sort
1: of they always strike me they're just maybe slightly kind of shy. Yeah. It's um, like, yeah, I, I okay. maybe that that would be me. I'm quite shy. I'm quite a shy person. Um but you know and okay i come to life i spring into action exactly when, I when need you to. need to there be go. fight or flight yes. there
0: we are perfect
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> and here at top dogs and their humans we don't just love dogs we also love charitable endeavors organizations doing good in the world and we want to give them a shout out on the podcast so each episode we're doing just that <laughs> all right well could you tell us now about the charity that you have chosen to nominate.
1: Well, a, a friend of ours. Um, uh, well, she she works for this charity, and they're called um, they're called TOLFA T O L F A, uh, which is um sh- which is an acronym for the Tree of Life for Animals, and they're basically they they they're a charity that entirely it's entirely based in India, and they help street dogs in India because there's this huge proliferation of stray street dogs in India. And um, she goes out there, she goes out there once or twice a year and she kind of helps look after these these um, these um street dogs and find new homes for them and all that kind of thing. And it's just an, an amazing thing that she does. I'm so full of ad- admiration for her, but you know, when you go onto their website and the website, because you can go and find out more details and you can donate and you can adopt dogs and all that kind of stuff. It's um, www.tolfa.com org.uk and you can find out a lot more about it there and it's very um you know you go on there and you can't help but feel moved to kind of get to donate
0: or something. On. Yeah well we'll put all the details on the on the show notes anyway for the charity and all your
1: oh, stuff. Fabulous thank um, you.
0: So yes thank please so go and check it out everybody and have a look.
1: Thank you Rob well, thanks for having me it's been lovely it's been lovely to catch up.
0: Thank you very much. And that is all for this episode of Top Dogs and Their Humans. Make sure you join in the conversation online. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at Suzy Cox Live and at Top Dogs and the Humans, or use the hashtag TDATH. If you can subscribe, rate, and review, it really helps bring more people to our podcast. And so does telling a friend about us. Or how about someone you've met while out walking your dog? I'll be back next time with another great guest. But until then. Keep those top dog tails wagging. (coughs) Top Dogs and Their Humans is produced by Birdline Media.